0: Hey there, if you are currently living paycheck to paycheck in your travel business, because you don't know where your next client is going to come from, you likely have one of two problems, maybe even both, a traffic problem and a conversion problem. You see, a traffic problem refers to the amount of people coming to your website to learn more about working with you which means that the conversion problem is when your website isn't turning your website visitors into email subscribers, appointments, or paying clients. If you have a traffic and or conversion problem, your travel business is not going to survive, and that's not okay. And guess who is very much to blame? Your website. You see, a high converting website in the travel industry should be turning website visitors into paying clients with ease. If your website is not doing that, it is failing you. But there is a solution. Introducing Website in a Weekend, a transformative two day virtual workshop tailor made for travel professionals just like you. Arrive with nothing, leave with a breathtaking, high converting website. Yep, just in a weekend. You'll equip yourself with a crystal clear core message, a stunning visual brand, content crafted with high converting frameworks and so much more. Early bird alert, sign up by September 20th and get your website copy written for you by my team. Plus, I will personally pick, pay for and place premium images on your website. Dates, mark your calendar, October 27th and 28th. Y'all, October 28th is my wedding anniversary. Show up. I'll be there for you. It'll literally change your business. Still unsure? Just ask Lisa. She transformed her website from meh into magnificent. And she says, it was worth every penny. My site now speaks to those that I want to work with. I highly recommend it. Or ask Patty, who says, all thanks to you and your team, Sandra, I get so many compliments and new clients. I'm actually having a hard time keeping up with all the new bookings. So why wait? Elevate your online presence, attract ideal clients, and say goodbye to your website woes. Ready to soar? Join website in a weekend and let's make magic together. Head over to travelmarketingandmedia.com slash website to learn more and book your spot. That's travelmarketingandmedia.com slash website. I'll see you there. Hey there, on today's episode, I want to talk all about defining a niche in your business or having a specialty in your business. Let me tell you a story. Back when I first started my business, I actually was not niched in the travel industry. I know that sounds crazy because if you heard the previous episode, you'll know that my almost my entire career has been in the travel industry. At the time of recording this episode, it's just about to be 22 years since I started my first job as a travel advisor, but for some reason, when I went to start my own business, I don't know if it was doubt or fear or that feeling that I had to pay my dues, like just work with anybody because you need to get the experience and you need to get testimonials and you need to just get started. And then later on, if you want to, you can be a little picky and fussy about who you work with. I guess that's what I was thinking. And look, the reality of it is we have responsibilities. We are grown folk. So that means that we have to figure out how we are going to pay our bills, where we are going to get the money for our groceries, how we're going to take care of the people that we are responsible for, all those good things. So it, in some ways, I can't be mad at people who are like, well, this business just came to me. This booking, this person just came to me. I need money. This person is offering money. I'm not going to turn that away. And like I said, I'm not going to get mad at that because I understand that concept. And if you are currently struggling to make ends meet, then yes, it is very, very difficult to turn away that business. My suggestion for you is to begin the niching and specialty defining process, do the work, now. And while you are doing that work, continue to serve the people who are coming to you because yes, you got to pay your bills. And as soon as you have your niche and specialty in place and you start building a community, an email list, um, a following of people who want to book the type of travel that you want to sell, well, at that time, you can go back and start clearing out the type of travel that you don't want to do. So like I said, when I first started my business, I did I was building websites and doing Instagram um, Instagram content creation and management for anyone who would give me a check. I'm talking about I had a um, security guard company that provided private security services to celebrities in Los Angeles. Glamorous. I had um, a TV producer who wanted to teach actors, what TV producers were looking for when they were doing casting, or casting directors. I had a woman who made Christmas decorations out of wood. <laughs> I had all kinds of clients. And like I said, I will take their check. That, that was my mindset. I will take your check because I have to pay my rent. I have to pay my bills. And I also remember sitting down and I shared a little bit of this in in the first episode, but I would remember at the beginning of my business, sitting down and thinking to myself, well, this is how much my rent costs. This is how much my cell phone is. This is how much my groceries are. Then I leave myself some spending money. Like I was still in that in in that space where I was having to plan out all of my weekly bills. And then I would sit back and say, well, okay, that's all the money that I've got to bring in. How many website clients do I need this month? And whether it was three clients or 3.4 clients, I would say, okay, first client goes to rent check. Second client goes to cell phone and insurance. Third client goes to paying a bit off my credit card because yeah, not only was I trying to make all these bills get paid, But I also had credit card debt. And I'll tell you something a little scary. I don't think I've actually ever said this out loud before. When Anthony and I met, we both had $40,000 of debt, credit card debt, bills debt. And I'm not talking about $40,000 between us, I'm like $40,000 each. And over the course of the past few years, not only have we removed all of our debt, we have zero debt with the exception of one mortgage. We have also been able to build our credit ratings. Gosh, when I first immigrated here, they slapped me with a 400 credit score. They were like, hi, welcome. We love immigrants. Welcome to our country. Here's a crappy credit score. I couldn't even get the cable connected in our first apartment together because I didn't have enough credit. So over the past few years, we've been able to get rid of all of our debt. We've been able to save money. We've been able to build a house and we've been able to raise those credit scores into the low 800s. And for me, into the mid-800s even, and that makes me feel pretty phenomenal, especially as a woman, especially as an immigrant, especially as a small business owner. So I have to say, we did all of that because the business was doing well, and the business was doing well because the business had a focus. When you put a focus in your business, everything becomes clearer. And that focus was our niche. It was our specialty. It was who we serve. So if you look at different types of services that you use in your life, they have specialties. Uh, Doctors, physicians, you are not going to go to a dentist for your eyes. You're not going to go to a brain specialist for your sore throat. You're not going to see anyone other than a cardiac specialist for your heart. Now, does it mean that none of those other medical specialists and physicians could help you? No, I'm sure that they all have general knowledge that could help you. You know, like if I told my, um, cardiac specialist that I was having, I don't know, like headaches behind my eyes, I'm sure that he could come up with some ideas as to why maybe a possible diagnosis. Um, have a look also in this process of building out our family home, the number of people that worked on this house i have to say it was probably about maybe 60 to 80 people worked on this house individuals now of course i didn't coordinate them the builders did but every time we came here we would i would comment to anthony and say here's another new face here's another new face look it started with the people who came in to prepare the prepare the ground it started with the people who came in who poured water everywhere i don't even know what the water was for but it was before they started all the trenching then the trenching people then the pipes people who came in and did all the plumbing work, then the electrical... uh, No, the slab people came in who poured the slab, the electrical people, and then a frame went up. There is a whole profession of framing houses. Like, literally, just the people who come in with the wood and build the frame. And then after that, like, I don't even need to go on and on and on, but you get what I'm saying, right? There was a lot of people that came in. But if any of these people, if any of those doctors told you, well, I can do it all. I'm trained. I can do it all. I'd be really concerned if the same guy who wanted to pull the concrete slab for our house also said that he can do plumbing. He can also build the frame. He can also do the drywall. He can also run all of the electrical. You have to ask yourself, how good are you really at all of these things? How focused are you really at all of these things? How educated are you at all of these things? And how experienced are you at all of these things? I truly know from my own experience that when you choose to define a niche, a specialty, a type of travel that you're going to focus on, you do everybody's service. It is a win, win, win situation. You win. Your clients win. The suppliers win. Everybody wins. When your net is too big, it's really difficult for people to look at you as an expert. When someone says, yep, I can do everything, maybe originally our brains have a reaction of, oh, that's great, that's going to save me time. But then when you start to think about it, you think, well, how are you the jack of all trades and the master of none? Also, something else that happens when we say that we can do all the things, that we can book anything and everything to anywhere all the time It smells like desperation. Desperation has a scent. You know, dogs and babies can fear, can smell fear. They can they can they can feel your fear. When we fought when we first brought Houston home from the hospital, Anthony was really scared to hold him and to bathe him. Houston was really small. He was uh, under seven pounds, and he came uh, almost a month early. Look, I think he could have been three months overdue and come at fifteen pounds, and Anthony still would have been scared. <laughs> I don't know if any of you know people like that. He was just frightened to hold the baby, despite the baby classes that we did and despite all the dolls. That he changed diapers on. But he had this fear about him. And I said, Anthony, I think the baby knows that you're afraid. And he's like, Well, that's okay. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I think if you, um, another example I wanted to share with you, I don't know what kind of shopper you are. When I go into the mall and I walk into a store, I get super irritated super quickly when the sales assistant comes out and says, oh my gosh, you look amazing in that. How are you today? And then, and then they start asking me questions. What have you been up to today? Do you have any plans for the weekend? That to me is so irritating. And I have to be really careful because I don't have a poker face. My poker face reads, WT, are you talking to me? why are you asking me these personal, who are you? Why are you screeching in the high pitch voice? Why are you so perky and excited? And look, the older, more mature version of me looks at that now and says, don't be so judgmental. They might just be a people person and be really happy to see you. And they know that that's their job. But originally I used to think to myself, oh my gosh, are you so desperate for the sale? Are you so desperate to close the sale? So, I really want you to think about that, that if you are not yet niched, there is a possibility to your audience that you are desperate for any booking, okay? Next comes a lack of clarity. When you don't define what your specialty is to yourself, to your team, or to... and Okay, I know you don't have your team yet, that's okay, but you will. To yourself, to your team, and to your audience, there's going to be confusion, one of my favorite business mentors is Donald Miller, and he has always said a couple of things, probably two or three things specifically that resonate with me, and today I'll drop one of those. And he says, you know, you need to make sure that you that you provide a way for people to consume your content, understand what you are, whether they're just reading a post or looking at a poster on a wall or watching an ad on Instagram or having a conversation with you, just maybe even reading your email. You have to provide a way for the person who is consuming your content to do it in the least possible calories. They don't want, we only have a certain amount of energy every day and people don't want to waste their energy trying to figure something out. You know that feeling when you're reading something and you read it over and over and then you go back to the beginning and then you go back to the beginning and then you think to yourself, oh my God, I can't do this. I, I, <laughs> I keep reading the same line over and over and it's not sinking in. Removing the external circumstances that you might be tired or have a headache or it's the lighting's not right or you've, it's too distracting an environment. If you remove those and that problem still exists, that means the creator of the content has not done you a service. That means that they have caused you to burn calories and use brain power to understand something that should be basic. So I love how Donald Miller explained all of that. And he also says, and this sums up what I just said, when there is Confusion, there is no clarity because confusion and clarity, they don't exist together. I like to say it's like oil and vinegar. You know, when you sit down at a restaurant in Italy and you're so excited because the bread comes out and the oil and the vinegar on the table, you pour them onto your plate. I don't know why, but many of us, for some reason, will pick up the bread and try to mix them together. They don't mix. Just put a little oil on your bread, put a little vinegar on your bread, you're done. You can't mix them together. They don't coexist. Mexican fighting fish. Google that. Mexican fighting fish, these tiny little fish, they're so pretty, but they're kind of vicious and angry. When you put two in a tank, they fight and one ends up killing the other. Poppies, the flower. When one puppy grows taller than all of the other puppies, that puppy dies. It's called tall puppy syndrome because all the other puppies, they don't want you to stand out. So when it comes to making people work hard to understand what's going on, that means that you're doing yourself a disservice. And I see this happen all the time with travel advisors when they try to say that they can do everything, but they fail to com- To convey to the person reading or listening to them exactly what it is that they do, okay? Because it means that they can't get to details. It, me- detailed. it means that their message is muffled. It means that there's no chance to consistently reinforce a key message when you're spread too thin. There's no chance to what we call do drip marketing. So I talk all year round about our membership and about Travel Marketing Revolution because those are our two signature products Imagine if right before Travel Marketing Revolution in the week before, I suddenly started talking about it. Imagine if I only started talking about our membership and the bundles and our magazine and all those things just two days before enrollment opened because I was so busy focused on 20,000 other things. I need the opportunity and the space and the time as a business owner to consistently reinforce that message. Okay? If your audience cannot describe... Exactly what you do to somebody else, then you have failed in niching or specializing or communicating that you specialize in niche. So, if um, I remember, I can't remember who said it to me. It might have been Marie Folio. I can't remember. But let's say it was said to me, if you ask somebody, no, 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 it wasn't. It was Carrie Green from Female Entrepreneur Association. And Carrie said, if you ask your clients, What does Sandra do? Does their response match your tagline? Does their response match your core message? I have had to say no to that question, answer that question with a no for so long. And I now finally am in a place where I can say actually yes. I think that if I asked the majority of you, what do I do or what does travel marketing and media do? You would say They help travel businesses to get a consistent stream of new clients. And those of you who really know me would continue to say, so that they can have wildly profitable travel businesses that bring them joy. Yes, I know a lot of you just said that in your head. So I want you to ask yourself, do my friends and family, do my neighbors, do the people who have booked with me, if I ask them, what does your name do? Can they describe it? Another area that is going to really help you when you niche and when you declare your specialty is you'll be able to actually become an expert. There is a lot of power in becoming an expert. Uh, just yesterday afternoon, we were picking Houston up from school and I got a, an email through from a producer. Uh, her name is Julie and she produces here in Los Angeles for ABC News, television news. Now, Los Angeles is in the top three markets in the entire country out of a hundred and something markets. It is a big deal for New York, LA kind of markets to be looking for me. It turns out she Googled travel industry expert because they need an expert on the news on Saturday. So she Googled that and she came to me. When she came to cartermacklemore.com, which is our company, our group website, she saw travel marketing and media. She saw traveling with the Macklemore. She saw Anthony Macklemore, um, um, um show creator, producer, and director. She saw um travel marketing and media membership. Suddenly, oh, and she saw Sandra TV host. And suddenly she knows that she's in exactly the right place because she's looking for somebody who can work with her on the Saturday morning news this Saturday to answer some questions and to be interviewed. It was very easy for her to believe in me as the expert because I was able to make myself the expert. And so can you. You can become educated to the level of expertise when you niche and specialize. Another thing, let me tell you two things, actually. One, your productivity is so much better when you are clear and focused and only serving one audience with one specialty, it's so much more productive. You can find your audience much easier. And I know you're probably thinking, well, Sandra, if I cast a small net, I'm going to cast, catch less fish. Well, what if you reframed that? And what if you said to yourself, I'm going to cast a very specific net in a very specific part of the water where specific fish that I'm looking for live, and I'm going to catch only those fish. Imagine that. So how did I pick my niche and how should you pick your niche? We're going to talk about how you should pick your niche or your specialty in the next episode. And I'm going to share with you how I picked mine. But for today, today, my friend, I want you to pull out a pen and paper, head over to our social media posts and join the conversation. And let's talk about what it would actually mean to you if you declared a niche or specialty? How would it benefit you? What would you be able to let go of? Start thinking, what would your niche be? Would it be a certain kind of travel, a certain style of travel, a certain type of person? And how would having that niche impact you? Don't worry right now about what it is. And look, if you're a seasoned travel advisor, chances are you've already picked your niche. It doesn't mean that you can't define it better. So, I hope that I've given you something to think about there. I look forward to joining you in the next episode. And we're going to talk all about how I decided to stop serving everybody, what led me to that decision, how I validated that that was going to be the right decision for me, because I actually did something pretty like boldly to check if that was, if that was the right idea, and how you can do that same exercise. I really want to help you to either define it pick it for the first time or to clarify it. I'll see you in the next episode.